Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. Welcome back to Martha Norwalk's Animal World. This is the last Sunday of the month, which means it's Positive Talk Sunday with Kevin McDonald. That would be me by chance. And, and we talked about uplifting the human animal, doing some great things for people who are doing some great work. And I ran into this young lady, oh, uh, probably three weeks ago. She is she has a podcast on my independence report, and I thought her in her story and her information was important enough that that i needed to have her on to martha norwalk's animal world because there's some things that that we're going to talk about which i had no earthly idea about and i i suspect i'm i i'm not an ignorant person so i suspect that if i don't know about it that other people don't as well and it's really important information so um this particular young lady she has her own company she is a makeup artist. She works with some really incredible people. Um, her her uh, list, her portfolio list, if you will, includes people like Hillary Swank and Miley uh, Cyrus, uh, Isaiah Washington, uh, Renee Zellweger, uh, who's a favorite of mine. I love her as an actress. Uh, she works with Journey. The, the musical group and Metallica, the musical group and and lots and lots and lots of people that uh, um, that that need that some of them need some makeup and, and, and need to be looked look good. And she does a terrific job of that. But she's got some personal uh, things that have happened in her life that, that we're going to kind of focus on. But first, I want to bring her on and, and we'll talk about uh, how she became what a makeup artist to the stars and and that but then i want to talk about her husband ken and the difficulties that he had and that she's had so christina plack welcome to the show well thank you for having me how nice are you for all those <laughs> kind words about me <laughs> i hope you got the flower arrangement i said <laughs> <laughs> no just send money thanking you for your kindness <laughs> no i need to just send money that'd be good um just, no, yeah kidding. right just send money. Yeah, I get you. So, how are you guys this Sunday morning? We're we're awesome, Matt. How are you? I shouldn't speak for you. Oh, well, we are we are batting a thousand. Having Christina Good. on, we're <laughs> from heaven. We're gifted here. Yes, Aww. and by the way, if you want to get a picture of what she looks like, you can go to her website, which is uh, christinaflack.com. Or no, yeah, ChristinaFlack.com, yes. And and you can get a picture of what she looks like, or you can go to My Independence Report. I got a picture there of her, and you can listen to that as well. Um, But, Christina, I want to start off by asking you, how in the world did you meet all of these people and become a makeup artist to the stars? Well, I have really good agents that uh, book me these really fun jobs, um, and it's such a blessing that, you know, my work, I started out, you know, doing my friends and family and weddings. And then 
I, you know, I don't even know how it happened. I, I shot with a photographer and then um, I just started slowly building my portfolio. I created my makeup line um, called Pretty Girl. Um, I created a, um, a lip gloss and lip plumper. Those are my first projects. And it just kind of evolved. It kept getting more and more. And then I got an agent, and uh, my agents are amazing. And they, I am my, I'm with Artist Services in San Francisco, Los Angeles, and New York. My agent's name is Brandy Moore, and she's amazing. And I am very blessed to work with really interesting, exciting, fun people. And um, and you know, it's fun to be part of a team when I work on a TV show or I'm working on a you know a fashion campaign or a makeup campaign. I I not too long ago did a campaign for Benefit Cosmetics, which was one of my inspirations when I was starting my company. Um, I worked on a really interesting video that's on my website, uh, christinaflack.com, if anyone wants to check it out. And so I, it's really, you know, I get, when I work, I have a really nice day rate that I, I earn. I wish it was, you know, every day, but it, it, sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Uh, obviously, right now with the coronavirus, there are no photo shoots being done. So I'm very uh, missing my, my work because it's such a blessing to be able to work with with people and get to, you know, you know, like I, I had Condoleezza Rice in my chair, Ted Cruz, uh, you know, all the other people that you mentioned. And, you know, they're so interesting. And I get to have like one-on-one alone time. And I get to do like what you guys do and interview them in my chair, you know, and uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It really is. And then, of course, at the end of the project, when you see it on TV or in a magazine or online, you know, it's, it's very fulfilling. And I, and I love my job so, so much really fantastic well I, I did and i mentioned this on the uh, podcast so i'll mention it here as well um, who has been in your chair who pretends to be a really good person but really is <laughs> come on give us oh goodness well i'm not going to say a name but i'll say it was a female and i'll say she was an actress and i'll leave it at that <laughs> I, you know it's funny my agents always say that like I, I rarely have a problem with a client, but every, you know, blue moon, every, you know, long, you know, very free, infrequently, I'll get someone in my agent say, you know, it's just, it's the, the, the odds are, you know, every now and again, you're going to get someone that's in a bad mood or difficult. And that's just the way it is. It's got nothing to do with you. You know, as long as I stay in my lane, do my job, I don't worry about other people's moods. And, you know, I don't, that's another thing I've probably learned is, you know, I'm not wa- walking in that person's shoes. I don't know what's going on in their life. So I really just try to have empathy and compassion for anyone that gets in my chair that's not being their most pleasant and, and difficult. I'm I'm imagining they're having a really hard time. So that's how I kind of handle those situations. I think that that is a good way to handle life. What you think of me has nothing to do with me. It has to do with what's going on in your life. And Absolutely. I'm... I'm okay, and I know I'm okay, and you just need to deal with what's going on with you. And and if you take that kind of attitude, you can kind of deal with almost anybody, can't you? Absolutely, and any situation. I mean, you know, any situation, you just have to know, you know what, it's going to pass, like this coronavirus thing. It's going to pass. Things are going to get better, and, you know, you really start realizing what your real necessities are in life. You know, your family, a home, food, and your health. And everything else is frosting and a blessing. So I think life's a lot easier if your expectations are kind of 
around that area and, and you, your life will be happy. You know, little things should make you happy. I went out in my garden the other day and picked some flowers and arranged them in my house. And, you know, that brought me some joy, you know, to be outside. I'm, I'm very lucky. I'm not in an apartment, you know, in New York and I can't go out with a bunch of little kids. You know, I'm lucky. I'm in my home in California and I'm able to go out into my garden. I'm able to walk, you know, around a hiking trail. So I realize that I am very blessed and I have it better than, than a lot of people. So I really, uh, I'm very, very grateful for the life I have, but I've created this life. So, I mean, you, you know, people complain about, oh, I, I, I don't have these things. Well, then figure out how to get them, you know, figure out how to have a beautiful life and create it. I mean, it's up, the, your life's not going to get created on its own. I think we have to create our, the beauty and love in our life. Christina, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is that uh, in this time of the uh, coronavirus and the things that are going on with with our health and stuff, and and people are listening to us and they're going to say, "Well, sure, she's got a great life. She's a, a makeup artist in the stars. She's got her own company. She's got a family. She she lives in California. What could be wrong?" That's not. Ah. that's what I'm saying it's all you know what people see what they think you know my life is so yes my life appears to be a very glamorous and fabulous but being a makeup artist it's you're on your feet all the whole day you're taking care of someone else um it's exhausting and you're there's really early hours so it's not all glamorous that portion of my life however the part that you're referring to um I was married to Ken Flack. He and his partner, Rob Seguso, were the number one uh, tennis doubles team in the world back in the 80s and 90s. Uh, they won a gold medal in Seoul, multiple Wimbledons, U.S. Opens. Uh, they were on the Davis Cup team. They were really, really remarkable. They had a fantastic career. Um, well, let me stop so, you right there because now people are saying, they're rolling their eyes saying, oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's married to someone now let's just keep it yeah yeah a professional tennis player who's made millions of dollars and she's and she's doing well well tell us a story so ken and i met on facebook through friends um and i had had a crush on i was i played tennis i played junior tennis when i was young and in college and i had a a crush on on ken flack my husband would be um poster of him over my bed and then when he and I, he had commented something on, on Facebook through a friend of, about me. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So he and I started uh, emailing each other for a year and a half. And um, to make a very long story short, after a year and a half, I had invited him to a party uh, with for uh, Jonathan Kane. He's my daughter's godfather, and he's a keyboardist in Journey um, in, in Nashville, and I invited Ken to go with me because I knew he lived there part of the time. His children lived there with his ex-wife. So I invited him, and I said, you know, you're going to have to talk to me, like, but not over the phone, but, like, in person. And he laughed, and so uh, we met and in person and fell in love in six weeks and got married. And we were very happily married. Uh, we Ken started three barbecue restaurants. Uh, was really happy out here in California. His children had moved out here as well. And, you know, life was great. And Ken got uh, bronchitis last two years ago, March, bronchitis, which turned into pneumonia, 
we called Kaiser Permanente, which was our uh, medical insurance at the time. Uh, they have a, you have, their protocol is you have to call into the advice nurse and they evaluate whether you're to be seen or not seen or if the doctor can, you know, figure out what's wrong with you over the phone, which is another issue I have, but I'll get to that later. But anyway, they did not see Ken. Um, he said that he, you know, he had a fever and an infection in, you know, the nose and the throat. He said he had never felt awful. I was on the call with him as well at the time. And I said, I had never seen my husband so sick. Everything hurt. He just felt, he said he felt like he had glass in his chest, you know, green mucus in the nose and the throat. The doctor, uh, Dr. John Culbertson, uh, chose not to see Ken and prescribed um, no antibiotics, but an inhaler and two huge jars of cough medicine with codeine, which I still am baffled to this day that he would give to Ken. So the problem, and I really want your listeners to be aware of this because I wasn't, cough medicine with codeine, you think, oh, great, I'm going to take that, go to sleep, and feel better. Well, actually... It is a very dangerous drug. If you take cough medicine with codeine and you have an infection and you're not countering that with an antibiotic, it will slow down your breathing and make the the infection grow like a a wildfire. So that's what happened to Ken. Within 12 hours, Ken was spitting up blood, having a really hard time breathing. I rushed him to the emergency uh, at Kaiser hospital in San Rafael, California. Um, he walked in, spitting up blood. They took him into the uh, the emergency room, tried to stabilize him with three different oxygens. The doctor called me out of the room and said, you know, I just want you to be aware that I think he could die. And I was like, what? He's got pneumonia. Like, what do you mean he could die? He said, well, I think we need to innovate him, which um, means And I said, what does that mean? And he said, well, we're going to put him under and clear out his lungs. And I thought, okay, that sounds like a great idea. The doctor failed to mention that, can, um, that intubation is life support. They did not tell me that. So uh, that was the last time that Ken and I spoke to each other when I told him that, you know, sweetie, you're going to, they're going to put you under, clear out your lungs, and you're going to feel so much better. Everything's going to be fine. I had no idea that that was life support. They also failed. Uh, they knew he, they tested him for sepsis and he was septic and they still waited three and a half more hours to give him an antibiotic. So everything that could go wrong went wrong. He, um, at that point, when sepsis kicks in and I, you know, sepsis is an infection of the blood and it attacks your organs. Uh, it shuts them all down. So Ken was on life support. His organs were shutting down. His uh, arms and legs started turning black. So I brought a specialist in um, to ask, like, what, when that was going to, like, go away. And she just very coldly said, well, if he survives, we'll have to amputate his arms and his legs. And I'm like, what? I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, my husband... If he can't drink a beer, hug his children, love me, hit a golf ball, like, there's no way he's going to want to live. So at that point, I had to make the decision to take him off life support. And just so you see the time frame, uh, we called Wednesday the doctor to get the advice doctor. Thursday, I took him into the emergency. And by Monday, 
it, that's when um, I took him off life support. He passed away on March 12th, two years ago. So, yeah, it was the most gruesome thing to watch um, for myself and our children. Um, and I, this is why, so after Ken passed away, um, and, you know, my life isn't so glamorous because I lost the love of my life um, and my best friend. And, you know, so the Sepsis Alliance asked me, because of who Ken was, if I'd be willing to raise awareness and speak about it. And I said, yes, absolutely. I would love to do that because I wanted, I don't want anyone to feel what I feel and what my children feel. I, I feel like because of who Ken was, I will honor him by speaking with people like you guys and, and, you know, raising awareness for people to know the signs of sepsis. Um, everyone is very welcome to go to uh, sepsis.org to see, you know, to read more about sepsis. But basically, the, um, they have a thing called time on, um, on the website, and T is for temperature. You can have, be really hot or very cold. So that's what's confusing about sepsis. It's not like, oh, you just have a high fever. You could be freezing cold. You could be freezing or you could be hot. It's, it's very strange. I is for infection. You have an infection. It could be from the dentist or it could be, you know, an arm infection. There's some form of infection in your body. M is for mental decline. You could feel like it's hard for them to kind of get moving. They're, they're not really clear. They could be confused. And E is for excruciating pain. Uh, you feel like you're going to die because you are. You are dying. And the thing with sepsis that's incredibly important for people to understand is that, you know how oftentimes we'll say, oh, I'll go to the doctor tomorrow. <clears throat> there is not a tomorrow with sepsis. If you wait for tomorrow, you won't wake up. So if you feel any of these symptoms at all, rush to the doctor, to the emergency, you know, ask for um, a blood test to see if you if you're if you have sepsis. And if they're like, no, you don't have all the symptoms. Well, you don't need to have all of the symptoms. You could just have one of them and just demand it. You know, I've learned in the past since this happened to Ken that you know we have to be our strongest advocate. We have to be the one that, you know, if you don't trust what the doctor says or you don't feel, get a second or third opinion, you know. And I, I would love to see change in the medical system that doctors, especially companies like Kaiser Permanente, who reward their doctors for not seeing their patients, have to see them. You can't be prescribing drugs um, and diagnosing patients if you don't see them because, you need to look in their eyes and check their pulse and their heart. I mean, you just, you have to, do, you know, I just don't think doctors can do that uh, without seeing them or and it, minimal virtually, you know? Absolutely. By the so, way, we're, ta you know, we're, ta we're talking with Christina Flack. She is a, the makeup artist to the stars and we're talking about her husband, Ken, and what happened to him. We are we need to take care of our advertisers. And uh, right when we come back, I'm going to tell you a wholly different story because something eerily similar happened to me. And we are going to continue with Christina Flack. Right now, you're listening to KKNW 1150 AM. <laughs> 
and welcome back to Martha Norwalk's Animal World. Uh, it's the last Sunday of the month, which means that I get to be here. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to Positive Talk, and we take care of our human animals here, and we try and educate you as to things that are going on in our world that uh, are important to take take uh, into consideration. We, we're talking with Christina Flack. She is a makeup artist to the stars. She's got her own makeup company that we're going to talk about in a little bit. And uh, she also was married to a professional tennis player who was uh, number one in the world at one point in the doubles and uh, and went to the uh, Olympics. And, and so you would think that Christina had a charmed life. That all changed one day, and it, it all ended with like five days later. And I want to give you a little bit of a, a difference in what happened in my case. Um, when I was moving into a, an apartment, I had uh, um, a uh, bed frame and I, I hit my leg on the bed frame and, and it, cut, it cut me a little bit on my ankle. I didn't think anything of it. I'm a tough guy. Tough guys don't think about a little blood or whatever. It wasn't a big deal. Later that night, I started to get cold. And I mean cold, cold. I mean, the type of cold when you have a fever, but you're cold and you can't get warm no matter what you do. And then I started to get a, uh, a rash that was coming up from my ankle and was it, start, it started and went up to my knee and then all the way up to my thigh. And it was a bright red and it was like, my, that's interesting. And so I, I couldn't get warm. And so about six o'clock in the morning, I decided you know, this is, I decided I was going to go to the emergency room. So I drove myself to the emergency room. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I went to the emergency room. They sat me down and uh, I had been there like 20 minutes and they started putting IVs with uh, uh, antibiotics into me. And uh, the doctor came in and he said, you're staying. I said, what? He said, you're staying. You have sepsis. I said, what? Well, I have no idea what that is. He said, if we don't treat this right now. You could your 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 organs could shut down and um you could be dead in two days what you're kidding he said no so i uh, they booked me in the hospital i had intravenous iv of uh, uh antibiotics for five days straight of course they had to pick like between one o'clock and three o'clock in the morning to give me those which i wasn't real pleased about but but it, they saved me that is in contrast to what Christina's story is, which is virtually identical to the one that I have, only her outcome and Ken's outcome was completely different. And neither of us knew what septus was when we went in there. Um, and, and Matt has done some research for us, and he is um, uh, able to tell us that there's some other people that have had septus and died. Um, Matt, who do you know? Well, first of all, these are people that were recovering from sustained injuries, and one of which was Muhammad Ali. His body was recovering for many years in the ring, and he was actually credited of dying from sepsis. Another one was our 20th president, James Garfield. He was shot, but 11 weeks later, he died of sepsis. Fireball Roberts was a stock car champion just before the Richard Petty era. He was in a horrible accident, fire, and then months later, he died of septus. George Wallace was shot, and then months later, I think a year later, he then died of septus. It's the body trying to heal itself, and then it creates a new infection in the process. But we've had other people. We had Patty Duke, William Henry Harrison, 
Napoleon III. We have common people out there, meaning, yes, they were famous, but they weren't in the danger zone. People like yourself that didn't realize it was that bad and it got them. Right. Whoopi uh, Goldberg is a sepsis survivor. Oh, is she really? She Let's had it. it. She had it about a year ago, I think. Um, yeah. And I know well, she's know, been raising awareness as well, which in is the, fantastic. Uh, in the in the uh, conversation that I had with you before, I looked it up, and I had no earthly idea that a quarter of a million Americans die each year from this disease or this. Yes, infection. wow, those numbers are staggering. And, and I bet and, you that most of those people that you know got sepsis had no idea what it was. That's what I so was. So that's why say. these. Yeah, I think it's that's why these uh, you know conversations are so important because. You know, someone will hear us, and they will talk to some of their friends and family who will talk about it. And that's the best way is organically spreading the word of just, hey, have you heard about sepsis? Check out sepsis.org, you know, to learn more and check your symptoms. And, and just do not wait. I mean, I can't stress that enough. Please, if you think you have it, if you have some sort of an infection, if you're fever or if you're cold or you're hot, get to the doctor immediately. I, you know, I just, I would really... You know, I have a, a friend I, that contacted, she's become a friend. Uh, she contacted me on Facebook, funny enough. She had heard, seen an interview that I had done, and she called me and said, hey, I know you don't know me, but I think my husband's septic. What do I do? And I said, throw him in the car quickly and get to the doctor. And she got him to the emergency. They didn't think he was septic. She demanded a, a, a test, and he was septic. And, and we saved him, thank God. And um, sadly enough, Ken died on March 12th, and my this particular woman, I'm not going to say her name because of privacy, obviously, but her husband uh, was down at Stanford and doing a routine surgery and got septic again and passed away from oh. sepsis two years later. So I, I was so devastated when she called to tell me that because I was, you know, but she was so amazing because she's like, you know what, thanks to you, I got two more years with him. Um, that I wouldn't have had. So, you know, it, it makes me so happy when I hear these stories that people are, you know, hearing me speak and, and getting tested and, and, and surviving, you know, I'm so, so grateful. So I'm, you know, anyone is, you know, my email is Christina at prettygirlmakeup.com. Um, anyone can contact me at any time if they have a question or need to talk about that or grief. It's so funny. I, you know, I'm a makeup artist. I never expected to be speaking about being a sepsis advocate. And now I'm, I'm getting interviewed a lot lately about dealing with grief. Um, and, and, you know, everyone deals with grief differently. And, you know, I started a foundation at a school called Northern Light for um, Ken. Well, I started the first one for my son, Bo, that passed away uh, from SIDS. Uh, when he was four and a half months old, he was a twin. Uh, ben and Bo were my twins, and uh, Bo passed away on Christmas Day at four and a half months old. So yeah. I, well, I, you know, I didn't want to forget my baby. I, I was, um, I knew about this school in uh, Oakland, California. It's a private school for minority children that's run solely on grants and donations. And I really wanted to get involved. I. I took my daughters, I have two, uh, my first two children are daughters, um, 
and I would take them every year for a teddy bear tea with my friends. And, you know, it was so special. They, you know, we still do it and they're 24 and 26. And I wanted, I knew that these kids were not having that experience. So I got a bunch of friends together. I contacted a teddy bear factory. They donated teddy bears. I got all these buttons and ribbons and things to decorate the teddy bears. Uh, I went to the bakery and ordered all these uh, gingerbread, uh, you know, gingerbread men and got, you know, things to decorate them with. And we had hot chocolate and tea for them. And so we had uh, an amazing, right? It's funny, right before Bo passed away, we did this teddy bear tea at the school. So it just felt like the natural thing for me to do to start um, an educational fund called the Baby Bow Fund at the Northern Lights School. So when Ken passed away, I Ken, Ken and I had you know been involved with the school. He had played in a celebrity golf tournament that Vita Blue puts on every year to raise money for the school. I felt like it was just the perfect thing to do uh, to honor Ken by having a Ken Black educational fund at the Northern Lights School. And so last October, uh, Ben, my my twin, he he's a golfer and he for the last four years has been going on this hole to raise money for his twin. And now obviously for his dad, uh, the foundation, he raised $35,500 last October, which is obviously an amazing amount of money for a 13 year old to raise uh, for a foundation. But it also enabled three children to go to school to private school for a year. So that is just, so he is so my hero. He inspires me because, you know, three children being able to go to private school for a year is going to change their life, their family's life, the community. You know, it's just changing communities. It's changing the world. And so every, it just makes me feel good that we're able to help others, uh, raise awareness, and, and try and make the world a more beautiful, happy place. You know, it's interesting what you, what your son did. For those of you who are wondering how a 13-year-old could raise $35,000, let me explain what he did. He was at uh, one of the par threes on the course, and if you gave him 20 bucks or gave him a donation, he would hit the drive for you. Isn't that, isn't that correct? Exactly. That is right. So sorry, I forgot to mention that. Yes, yeah, so he did that. And so funny, um, some I was speaking to, so the 49ers are there, a lot of the, the, the Raiders, the Giants, the A's, the Sharks, all these different athletes come and support this golf tournament in the school, which is so amazing. But a man came to turn to me and told me that one of his children had passed away from SIDS like Bo had. And right when that happened, I hear everyone scream like, oh, my gosh. And, I, and Ben goes, Mom, did you see? I hit a hole in one. And he goes, I'm like, honey, that's amazing. I was just talking about your twin. And he goes, mommy, Bo totally did that for me. You know, like he goes, there's no way I was going to, you know, hit that hole in one. That was, you know, my, my twin helping me. And I thought, how awesome is that? You know, like that he feels that. Oh, yeah. Because that's a whole other thing. The twin dynamic of, you know, it's obviously hard for my other kids, the siblings to have lost their you know, Bo, but, but Ben being a twin is a whole nother discussion, you know, like that, that, that twin dynamic, that twin connection is, is really strong. And he is, he, Bo is there for Ben. He is, Absolutely. Every, every he is day there for all of us. 
is there and for I'm, all of us. Uh, and by the way, so is Ken. Oh, absolutely. I know that, you know, it actually gives me some comfort knowing that, you know, Ken is up in heaven and he has Bo with him. And Ben said something, you know, Ben was having a really hard time after Ken passed. They were so incredibly close. And uh, he's just like, Mommy, I just, I guess it's Bo's turn to be with Daddy. And I said, you're right. I go, wow, that's really generous and kind of you to, to think that. And it makes me feel better because I, I, I remember waking up in the night having like a bad dream thinking, oh, my gosh, who's watching my baby up there? Like, who's, who, who's feeding? Who's, you know, you get these crazy thoughts when, when someone passes, especially a child, and you can't take care of them and protect them. And so, you know, Part of me? No, nope. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> maybe that was Bo or Ken uh, chiming in. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But I, I feel like you know, I know that Ken is up there with Bo, and um, you know, he's taking care of them, and and they're together. They have each other, and I'm, I'm really grateful for that. By the way, you we're know, talking. Recent... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 you go. Oh, I was just going to say, we're talking with Christina Flack. She is a makeup artist to the stars, but more importantly, she's a mother who lost a child. She's a wife who lost a husband. And her mission now is to take those two losses and turn them into something positive by educating all of us about septic conditions and septus and, uh, and the impact that grief has on our lives we're going to continue with her i wanted to i want to touch on her makeup company and what she what's ahead of for her moving forward and uh we're going to continue with her but first we're going to need to take care of some advertisers so we are going to do that right now and we'll be right back with christina flack you're listening to kknw 11:50 a.m Hi, this is Martha. Did you know that besides hosting Animal World, I'm also an animal behavior therapist and trainer with more than 40 years of professional experience? I work with you privately in your home or over the phone to help you understand your animal friends and resolve whatever behavior, training, or healing problems you've got going on. Most of my expertise is with cats and dogs, but I sometimes work with other types of animals as well. So whether it's puppies or kittens, adult dogs or cats, or elderly animal issues, I can help. Cats not using the litter box? Biting or scratching you or your furniture? Maybe they're fighting with each other or waking you up at night. I've got answers. Dogs barking too much, jumping, or dragging you around the block on your walk? Does he have separation anxiety or chew up stuff he shouldn't? I've got answers. Whatever's going on with your animal friends, I will help you fix it. I am more than reasonably priced and often need to see you only once. I always do a free, no-obligation telephone evaluation, so give me a call and bug my voicemail if you need immediate attention. You'll find me at Martha's Canine Feline and All Creature Counseling at 360-217-7258. That's 360-217-7258, and I'd love to hear from you. Again, we're talking with Christina Flack. She is a makeup artist to the stars. But more importantly, she is a uh, somebody who has dealt with and has pushed through the stages of grief. And uh, I'd like Christina to talk a little bit about her journey through those stages of grief. So I went after Ken passed away, I went to a grief camp um, at Canyon Ranch with one of my dear friends, um, 
they tricked me and said we were going to a spa and I thought we were going to go lay in the sun and read books and relax. But I went to grief camp and let me tell you, grief camp is not fun because you have to actually deal with the pain of, of, of learning to live again um, without your person. And I didn't expect to have to do that ever in my life. I thought Ken and I would die holding hands together, uh, like in the notebook. Um, so anyway, I went to grief camp. There was a woman rabbi from Los Angeles named Sherry Hirsch. She had written a book called We Plan and God Laugh. And it's just the, the, the part of the book which was so fascinating to me is, you know, like there's going always to be bumps in the road obviously bumps that are larger than others, but it is up to us how we choose to handle it. And so when Bo died, I had a really hard time, you know, to see a little baby die on Christmas. I mean, I can't even tell you how horrible it was. It was just the worst. And I was taking like sleeping pills during the day just because I was in such unbelievable pain. I had to just numb the the feeling. And then after about a month, my girlfriend kind of came to me and said, look, enough's enough. Like, get your stuff to get it together. You have children. You have a husband. You have a life. It's, you need to, you know, stop this. Because, you know, your kids notice everything you do. You could say, like, oh, don't take pills or don't do drugs. But if you're doing it, that's what they're going to see. So I got myself together. I started, you know, going to yoga and meditating and getting back on my healthy lifestyle, which you know, I am very consistent with. And so I knew that after Ken passed, I couldn't allow myself to go down that road again. So I started working out twice a day. It just helped my head to be clear. I, um, I renewed my faith in God. I, you know, meditated because that's actually was one of the ways to calm my mind down. Meditation has really been an amazing tool for me. Uh, there's amazing apps that are out there. Breathe is one that's great. And they have like one for any situation you need for grief or stress with family or friends or work or whatever. So I would recommend using one of those meditation apps. But I also feel that, you know, with grief, you have a choice. You can choose to stop living. You can choose to stop smiling and being happy and just be miserable. And I personally don't feel that that is honoring your loved ones. I feel that they are up in heaven looking down on us. And I think it would be unbelievably painful if you think about it from that perspective to be an angel looking down at your loved one that has stopped living and and loving and, and, you know, being productive and, and doing things that make the world a better place and being happy. So for me, I choose to wake up every day and and believe me I have plenty of moments and times that I am crying and I'm sad and I'm depressed and I kind of have to kick my own ass and go okay go for a a hike think of three things you're grateful for put some music on that's going to uplift my mood Um, eat something healthy you know I really am mindful not to get too tired or too hungry or too exhausted because that can trigger me to get into a funk which I try to avoid. But for me, I feel that honoring Ken and Bo and all my angels up in heaven, my mom, my grandparents, for them to see that I am 
you know, basically happy most of the time and, and trying to make the world a better place and being a good mother and a good friend, um, good daughter. I, I just feel that that is a better way to deal with grief. You know, it doesn't mean I'm, you know, you're not, you're not honoring your loved one by just staying depressed and sad. I, I, I think it's the opposite. I think it's, I think they, I know that Ken is looking down and Bo is looking down on me with such pride um, and smiling and, and proud that I, they know that I miss them, of course. And I will go, you know, when it's my time, I will go up there with them and we'll all be together again. But now the best thing that I can do for my children, and they've all told me this, is, the, is setting a, a positive example for them. Uh, with my work, with my home, with my life, you know, making it as, as beautiful and positive as I can. And I, I feel that it's really, really important. And I know that there's people out there grieving and I get it, but try getting up in the morning and saying like, I'm going to have a good day and do a couple positive things and it'll lead to, it'll snowball into more positive things. And I, I think you'll have a happier existence. Because that's what, you know, while you're here, you need to live your life to the fullest. And, you know, just being grumpy and miserable is only just putting out bad energy into the world. And you're not, you're not living. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say all that because it's absolutely, it's absolutely true. And if you look at it from the folks who have departed's perspective, uh, I'll I'll give you an example. John Edward, he's a psychic medium. I did a mm-hmm. uh, interview with him a week and a half ago. And oh, that must have been fascinating. Oh, it, 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 you have no idea. My sister called in. So I, I, but he didn't know she was my sister. So mm-hmm. I knew everything that he was telling her. And, and he was like, he, he, he called the fact that the, her husband's name was, was an R name. He, it, he said, what's wow. What? Why is May important to you? That's her birthday and her two grandchildren's birthday. Um, this man is stepping forward who was my father who passed away 10, 12 years ago that she still has not gotten over yet. But what, right. what the biggest the biggest affirmation that I got out of that, and quite honestly, I've been doing this for a while. I've interviewed uh, uh, John Holland, uh, Kim Miller, uh, John, uh, a lot of psychic mediums, and to a person that they'll tell you that the people that are on the other side they're not dead. They're still alive. They're still with us. Absolutely. And they would be very unhappy with us if we shut down and didn't live our lives to the fullest. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. And I think it's just very selfish of us to choose to just grieve forever. I mean, it's, you know, they said it, um, the grief camp that people that were in happy marriages and are that's their normal you know so oftentimes people will find a new mate um, a new love because that's what they that's you know all you're trying to do when you're dealing with grief is to just feel normal again or relatively normal so you know I've seen a lot of people remarry or get into you know pretty serious relationship soon after people have departed because that's 
living for them. And, and I, I have no judgment on anyone uh, on how they grieve. Unless it's negative, and then, of course, I do. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. I just have no, I have no patience or tolerance to hear from someone. You know, I will listen to someone, you know, be sad or depressed or whatever. But I'm like, okay, you've said all that. Now what are you going to do to change it? So, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't like hearing people just do nothing but complain without trying to make some change. And it doesn't do anybody any good. And it doesn't do you no. Any good, and, and, and then whoever listened to that has that burden on their shoulders now, you know. Exactly. So I think it's it's you know it's a different perspective. I hope people can just think about it after hearing this, perhaps, and 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 try that. Maybe start. You know, I started a garden with some other people at the Edna McGuire School in Mill Valley, California, um, and it's called the Bo Friedman Outdoor Classroom, and I love that my son's name is on that plaque at the school and it's an outdoor classroom and there's this huge garden and there's chickens and fruit trees and it's I love that children are having the experience of of growing vegetables and fruits and and you know seeing chickens and goats and being able to start loving food you know, like learning to eat raw food and healthy, you know, having a healthy diet. And the best way for them to do that with vegetables and fruits is to, you know, to help grow them themselves. It's really, it's a totally different experience. I've seen kids that, oh, I don't eat carrots. I don't eat green beans. And they're eating them raw because they grew them or they picked them. So I really feel great about that garden as well uh, that we, my friend Lisa Zimmer, uh, she was the principal at the Edna McGuire School. She's in Chicago now, and she and I became really great friends, and she helped me with this garden and, and naming it after Bo. So I, I will be forever grateful to her about that. Christina, our time grows, grows short, and I just wanted to give you a couple of moments to talk about your uh, uh, makeup company and what you're doing with it. Well, thank you. Okay, so I started Pretty Girl Makeup in 1999, and I formulated my own lip gloss and lip plumper. And um, so now with the coronavirus going on, I've kind of decided to revamp my website, um, focus on that because it's something that I usually don't have time for because I'm working on my photo shoots. So um, we're redoing that. I'm doing virtual makeup lessons. If you go to christinaflack.com, you can book a group or private lesson with me via, via uh, Zoom which is really kind of an interesting uh, medium for me to be working through. I hadn't done that before. I just did one this past week with a friend of mine in Minnesota, and um, I'm, I'm booking that, and I think it's a nice way for people to learn. You know, there's so many people out there doing, you know, makeup tutorials, but there are not a lot of people, like, teaching one-on-one -on -one makeup lessons of, you know, what products to use, like, what do they have in their makeup kit that... Uh, that they can use or not use or what a different way to use it. People get so in their habit of, of putting their makeup on the same and don't try anything new. So it's kind of fun to do that. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to get new work on some new uh, products. I've got a new concealer that I've formulated and I'd like to get that out. And, uh, you know, I think that doing more, I, I've got a lot of photo shoots coming. I just did a TV series with Isaiah Washington um, for Fox, it's coming out in April. It is a uh, cooking show called uh, Kitchen Talk with Isaiah Washington, which I think we're going to come back for a second season. So I'll be doing that. And 
my agents booked me a bunch of commercials and stuff that are on hold. And, you know, when this passes, I'm going to be very, very busy again. And I will look forward to that. I miss working with all my creative teams and my clients. Um, that's the hard part for me with this uh, being isolated is just not having as much human contact. So I'm finding that FaceTime is my new best friend and, you know, having tea with a girlfriend or my children. Uh, my daughter lives in London. She's fashion designer and um it's a nice way to see a face it's better than just hearing a voice you know it's just a little bit more intimate and human contact i think super important right now when we're so alone in our home you know my sister listened to the podcast that uh, we did together on my independence report.com and uh-huh. she and she said that your kids and the success that they're having is a testament to who you are Oh, how nice is that? Well, how true is really, that? Really, really lovely. Well, I'm I'm really proud of my kids. I've taught them, you know, to figure out what they love doing in their life and figure out how to get paid and where they want to live. And, you know, my one daughter, uh, Rose, uh, graduated from NYU Film School, and she's now a screenwriter in L.A., and she worked mm-hmm. on uh, Mad About You, the reboot of that, and... Um, She's working on her own screenplays right now while during this time. I'm so proud of her. She wakes up every day. She's very disciplined and she exercises. She, uh, you know, is very disciplined with working on her scripts and and projects that she's involved with. And my daughter, Melania, is in London. She's uh, working on her collection right now. And uh, my sons, you know, they're golfers and they they're in school and they're doing great and I'm, I'm really and they're happy which to me is the most important thing and they're good kind people and you know they're they're making a difference in the world all my all my kids have um, worked out at, at the northern light school donating their time and for that is awesome to raise the, money I, for these kids so i feel I good about that i could talk to you for hours my friend but we're out of time so <laughs> christina flack and by the way you spell her last name f L A C H. So go to ChristinaFlack.com. Matt, you've got about 20 seconds. Anything you'd like to say? Yes. I'm so grateful how you are spreading the word, using your life and your love as testimony. The greatest thing you could do is inspire people. You're getting us all to pick ourselves up and move forward. Great job, Christina. Thank you. Wow. That's so nice. Thank you. Well, I hope I want everyone to be their best self and make the world their a better place and i think if we all do our little bit it it, it will be and that's why i can't I thank you enough me. for having me here you guys you're so oh, nice you're, you're easy to talk to i'm so grateful thank you you're thank more you. than welcome it is so great to have you here and we're going to have you back i'd like to thank everybody uh eileen and matt and christina and and nathan hey and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end hey pretty cool Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.